We would just do, is it a video? What's? From Call Me By Your Name. Oh, to see without my eyes. It's the music. Okay. Is it a video? Because otherwise we're just like, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Everything else is too romantic and horny and Army Hammer is such a bad person. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You're listening to Bandwagons. <laughs> We're on a tight schedule. Um, the, Tim- the Timothy stands, the Timothy Shalafans are going to be so mad at us that we didn't have a better intro than that, but anyway. I don't know, like he's not like... I, don't, I was going to say he's not like an iconic memeable person but that's the absolute opposite to what he is like so yeah, he is that's, that's exactly what he is pretty like. much why we're doing the podcast but yeah. um yeah uh, how are you Breed? I'm great feeling any gossip fine. any gossip no today is Thursday oh I uh, started watching Maid today isn't Thursday because not, we are no because we are past <laughs> or we the are future. recording this a little bit ahead of time because it's a bank holiday I'm sure you'll forgive us for that but yeah, yeah it's not Thursday for you it's Thursday for us right now Um, yeah me and Finilla are going on our holly for the weekend so well again when they listen to this it'll we'll have happened back. so what will yeah. you have done over the weekend did you have a uh, nice time I hope so I'm, I'm planning what if it doesn't happen and I don't go Um, planning on going to Kilkenny with um, Mark and his family for the crack Um. I'm going to Cabra Castle or have Lovely. just come back from. So hopefully I will have loads of haunted tales. Yeah, to I was going to say, did you get haunted? You. <laughs> well, sure, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm worried for future Fanula, but um, yeah, because we're not planning on doing that much. So I'm just like, I'd say that ghosts are just going to be like grand. We are going to hassle the shit out of you. Yeah, I said like, the I whole thing. I'm doing nothing but reading and lying down. And we're doing that ordinary walk or whatever. Um, and we were going to go for dinner somewhere else outside of the castle on one of the other nights but I was I can't remember if I said this already I'm sorry if I did there's probably fishing. nowhere up there is there no there is there's like now see Cabra Castle is more Meath than it actually is Cavan um, it's yeah. like so borderline there are activities and stuff but they're all like really outdoors and I'm just like oh, I can't be arsed with the weather and stuff like you know yeah with gorgeous weather we're having <laughs> but that no but that's what I mean like it's no, it's been shite the last week. It's nice yeah, but today. It's lovely, it's lovely today. You're like, I hate this weather. But it's not warm, you know? Like, I was like, we could do like aqua bikes or something. It's fucking freezing. What if you fall in the water? Yeah. No, I wouldn't be going anywhere near the water. If you find anything good up there to do, will you send it on to me? No. Please. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, um, I started watching Made on Netflix uh, last night. And oh, God. I have to watch you, it sorry. When you said that at first, I was like, um, I thought you meant... You've got to like, be made. made. We're going to yeah, get you made. We, no need to, we should do a throwback episode on that. We should. Very good um, reviews of that. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I had heard... Like, I watched the, the trailer and I was like, oh, it looks okay. And then I was like, I might come back to it if I've nothing else. And I started last night and then I woke up this morning and all I could think about was like watching the next episode. So I'm like in it now. It's very good. It's um, Margaret Quayley. She's Andy McDowell's. Quali. Quali. Are you sure? Another yeah. podcast said Quali. Who Weekly says Quali, so I stand by Who Weekly. My favorite murder said Quali. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's a. Q U A L L E Y. 
Anyway, it's not her real name. Either. She just made up that name so that people didn't know she was Andy McDowell's daughter. Yeah, and Andy well, McDowell actually, plays her mom in it as well. Check. I actually don't know if that's true. It could be a, another family name in her family. Anyway. Yeah, maybe Andy McDowell is the fake name. Who knows? Um, anyway, there, she's very, very good. She's in, um, what's it called? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. That's where I recognised her from. She is shagging someone who is also famous. Excuse me while I Google this. The guy in this, so it's like about her like leaving an abusive relationship and the guy who plays like her ex in it looks so familiar to me. And I was like, why do I know him? Why do I know him? And did you ever watch Melissa and Joey? Uh, not, the show no. that should never have been made like I know of it yeah but, but like I never watched he it played, properly like he played like the, the the like son figure in that I don't think he was a son I think he was like nephew the, or something the son figure yeah, yeah was he was like show. the young guy in that but it's just exactly. so bizarre how can I forget this she's who? fucking shagging Jack Antonoff no who isn't who isn't great question not you or I oh no. my god sorry she has a fucking record. big Big fat dating history. Um, Nat She's Wolf. gorgeous. Nat Wolf. Is he oh from Hereditary? No, he's the Paper Town's brother. Okay. Actually, was is he Hereditary? No, that's Alex Wolf. Definitely. They're both essentially the same, but like not. Um, he Who was else? they with the Falls in Our Stars. Sorry. Okay, so they dated first, and then she dated someone called. Carrie Fukunaga, um, who's a director. Then I think she was shagging Pete Davidson for a bit. Then I think she was shagging Cara Delevingne. Then, oh, problematic. She was shagging Shia LaBeouf amidst like, when th- when FK Twigs came out and was just like, he is the worst person ever. Um, and now she's shagging Jack Antonoff. That's mad. I've heard a lot about Shia LaBeouf today. Yeah, there you go. Um, we're not talking about Shia LaBeouf, thank God. And we're not talking about uh, Made. Though we might at some point. How many episodes are there? Mm, I don't know. It's a limited series. I think there's maybe eight or ten. Eight or ten is doable. Someone it's else good. Like, I don't think you'd get an episode on it. It's a memoir. So it's like a true story and it's good. We do it for the Patreon. Maybe yeah, not maybe. A, yeah, maybe not a main feed because it could be like one of those flash in the pan like, oh my God, this it's is quite amazing. a dark. Nobody talks about it again months later. Sure, yeah. it isn't dark. You're in a bad mood today. <laughs> I'm not in a bad mood. Everything's dark. <laughs> Speaking of, Timothy Chalamet. Yes. I think when he first came around, I used to call him Chalamet. Chalamet. Chalamet, yeah. Nice to mix it up. Yeah, in fairness, like it's very long name. A lot of uh, syllables. Very French. Um, when did you? When were you first introduced to Mr. Tim? Um, I have no idea. I'm trying to think. Probably, I remember like the whole hype about him. I didn't see like any of his movies as they came out, so I only heard the hype about him like in pop culture and in the media, and then like didn't see any of his stuff until like a year or two after it was released. Yeah, I feel like he was one of those actors where, how do I describe this? Because I was kind of the same. Like I'd heard so much about him, came to call me by your name late and then kind of, I didn't really seek out any of the rest of his work. I kind of like, not accidentally, like I purposefully watched other things and then he yeah, was just like, oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, if you're like, if you were into pop culture, you knew about him, even if you'd never seen any of his movies. That yeah. He's that kind of actor. 
Yeah. My brother met him. Did I tell you that? Maybe. Tell me more. I don't, I don't know anymore. He. I remember just seeing a picture where my brother met him at Fashion Week, maybe in Paris or somewhere. Um, and got a selfie with him. I, um, before... Oh, go on. No, 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 you go for it. I was just going to say, before maybe we get into actually who he is and what he's about, I think we should start with a quiz. Oh, okay. Um, and I have two options for you. So the first one is, is Timothy Chalamet the right one for you? And the second one is, would Timothy Chalamet date you? Oh, the one second do you one. Do? Let's do the second one. Okay. We Some already know boys. the answer. What do you reckon the answer is? No. Okay, interesting. Um, let's start. Get ready to find out your true destiny. Okay. What's your star sign? Leo. Leo. Okay. <laughs> Leo, that's done. Timothy has just sent you a text. Reply using one emoji. And the emojis are the poo emoji, the oh. droplets emoji, the peach emoji, the upside down smiley emoji. Did I say the moon emoji? And then no. just a normal smiley face. I'm a big fan of the upside down smiley face these days. Okay. You are actually, yeah. Um... Timothy asks you to pick up a coffee at Starbucks, but he forgets to tell you his order. What will you get him? A, a double chocolate frappuccino. B, venti cappuccino, soy milk, no foam. C, tall mocha with a pump of peppermint. Or D, double espresso. I'm going to go with the second one. Venti cappuccino, soy milk, no foam. Okay. Yeah. You're on a road trip with Timmy and he hands you the aux. What song do you play first? Kylie Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe, Travis Scott, Sicko Mode, Frank Ocean, Thinking About You, Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar, Rihanna featuring Drake, What's My Name, or Billie Eilish, Bad Guy? Um, let's say... Uh, I Tough one, I know. Single, I can't remember a single one you just said. Call Me what Maybe, the- Sicko Mode, Thinking About You, Watermelon Sugar, What's My Name, Bad Guy? Let's go with Harry Styles. I feel like it's pretty universal. Timothy is five foot ten inches tall. But how tall Busy are you? Fuck. Uh in, in all caps. Tall enough. Uh second answer. I'm like around five foot two inches, so it's all good. C. Oh, I'm taller than him. Is that gonna be a problem? Question mark. Yeah, the C one. Only my only my, uh, marginally, but I don't I, I don't feel like he's that tall. No, maybe I'm mixing him up with Tom Holland. I think this is the last question. Timothy offers to fly you on a private jet to anywhere in the world. Where are you picking? Florence, Italy, or yeah, Florence, London, Phuket, Paris, Buenos Aires, Aspen. He, he, sorry, what's the question again? You want to hear them again? He want, Timothy offers to fly you on a private jet to anywhere in the world. Where are you picking? Florence, London, Phuket, Paris, Buenos Aires, Aspen. Now think about this because this could make or break whether he wants to shag you. Oh, I'm going to say Florence. Moment of truth. It's going to be a no. Oh, sorry. No, there's actually one more. Is Lil Timmy Tim the greatest rapper of all time? Uh, First answer is, uh, of course. No, sorry. Who is Lil Timmy Tim? Well, I've never heard any of his stuff. Is he? Is it good? No. Let's say no. If I don't. I, answer, I don't know this. Going to give it no. Okay. Interesting. Calculating results. No, Timothy Chalamet would not date you. Oh, and it's, the, it's the gif of him crying in front of the fire and calling by your name. <laughs> Why has that upset me? Little, t- I don't know. You said he wasn't going to date you. Are right. Right. Rejection's never anyway. nice. That's it. You're you're a, you're in Savoy, and Timothy Chalamet just turned around and you're like, "Oh, I didn't want to shift you anyway." Your friends yeah. after asking you said no. Um, Why are you in the cinema? Yeah. 
Lil Timmy Tim is the is his the character that he did on SNL. Have you ever seen that sketch? I don't think so. So fun. I'll actually just send I'm gonna send it to you now in the chat here because it's so it's actually every time I think about it, it kills me. It's him and Pete Davidson, but they're tr- they're trying to be like SoundCloud rappers. And um it's just it's fucking hilarious, like because Timmy kind of breaks during the middle of it. Timmy, who the fuck do I think I am? Do you know Timmy's his sister? Yeah. Was in that Pete Davidson movie. She's an actress as well. Staten Island or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Should we watch that? I think it's supposed to be good. I don't know. Yeah. I actually, I looked up. They do a song called Yeet. I'm going to send it to you now. Sorry, all the other clips were really long, but this is, hang on. I went onto Netflix last night and in the search box, I typed in Timothy Chalamet. Just to be like, I'll just watch something with him in it. And the only thing they had was like that King movie and it looked really boring. I'm sure it's not, but I watched uh, Handsome Devil instead. What the fuck is Handsome Devil? It's an Irish movie with, uh, it's like, it's old. It's old enough. I think they made it when we were in college. Um, It's about like a boarding school that's like obsessed at rugby. And these two guys who like, obviously like more than just rugby and how they become friends and all. Uh, One of them was in Normal People and the other one was in the fucking, he's the prince in the new Cinderella with Camilla. Oh, skitting. Watch that clip while I tell you a bit about who Timothy is. So he's like, obviously an actor. Uh, he's been acting kind of since he was a kid. He's 25 now. Uh, as we mentioned, I think Call Me By Your Name was his like big break. Uh, the film adaptation of the novel came out in 2017. But he's done loads of other things. I'm going to talk about the stuff that's coming up, like the French dis. dis- Dispatch, which I can't say, and is front by Wes Anderson. And then we have Dune, which is coming out soon, um, which is very, very widely hyped because it's based off that mad sci-fi novel and there was a movie made about it before and it was really shite. Um, and he's also going to be in the upcoming Wonka origin story, which I'm I excited hate for that. about. No, okay, let's talk about that later. Um, did you know that he was actually supposed to be the Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the Tom Holland series? Well, he wasn't supposed to be. He got down to like the last few along with Tom Holland. Like, I, yeah, I listened have... to a very good podcast with him on it this morning. I can't remember what it's called. Um, let me find it. Kind of been that good. And he, they, they were talking about that. No, I've just never listened to it before. I just literally searched Timothy Chalamet and that, that's what came up. Um, And he was talking. It's like if you're into like film and like the whole like circuit and festival circuit and all he goes into like all that but it's from a few years back did you know Shia LaBeouf was supposed to play like Army Hammer's character Jesus in Call Me By Your Name <sighs> oh it actually just gets worse and worse doesn't it yeah well I don't know yeah he was like he did like even beyond I know okay Shia LaBeouf is a terrible person you could you could say he is a good actor right and, yeah but I still I cannot envision envisage envisage him in that role at all at they all, did like, at all. did like rehearsals and all together. The, oh, the podcast is no. Happy Sad Confused with Josh Horowitz. Um, and he has like really big guests on it. It's, it is good. I might go back and listen to a few more of them. But he said as well, when he was like doing those rehearsals with Shia LaBeouf, he was also like in the, in talks for Spider-Man. And Shia was like, you need to stay away from like the big franchises if you want to be like a serious actor or something. He was like, he advised him to like keep away from it. He was like, if I could go back and not do Transformers, I 100% would. Yeah, well, like, Transformers had so many other issues other than it being a big franchise, I would say. I don't, like, you, I don't think Transformers... 
Well, no, I just think it's like, like it's not really regarded as like a good series, even beyond, like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, with, I don't think, Tim, I think Timmy made the right call not doing. Stop calling him Timmy. Spider-Man, anyway, we're, we're very good friends. We're on first name basis. I think he was right. I can't call him Timmy. No, he didn't, like, he didn't, Timmy. He didn't get Spider-Man. It's not that he turned it down. He wasn't picked. And then he said when I he know. went to see it, he was like, no, they absolutely chose the right I know. person. I know, I know, I'm phrasing it badly. But what I mean is, like, I think for... Like yeah, I think for Shia to turn around. Yeah, yeah, but I think for Shia to turn around and compare the two franchises as well, I don't think he would have would have been ruined. Like if he was, if he got Marvel and was, he would have been kind of set up for life there. But I don't think it's actually what he wanted to do, and it's a much better franchise than Transformers. Whereas, like, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think he's on a better trajectory now, not having gotten it. Yeah, I agree. Um. He has a lot of theatre background. He did 4,000 Miles at the Old Vic. Um, uh, the Old Vic even. I think they're, I think he was due to do... I think he was due to do, do a few more shows that would be rescheduled with the pandemic. The Old oh, Vic, yeah. lol. Yeah, I don't know why um, I that's so funny. The Old Pen. Why do you think he is, like, so appealing in a way that other actors of his ilk and his generation aren't like this piece from the evening standard i think is really interesting and kind of it talks to people who like know him they actually it they speak to her one who cast him in four thousand miles jessica ronane and she said he has innate charisma and his appeal is enhanced by the fact he exudes thoughtfulness with a gentle open quality plus an exquisite eye inquisitive eye and that draws us in his beauty is delicate and he has an easy physical style the girls admire him hmm I do think he's like the Harry Styles of acting. Okay. In what I think way? He's co- I think he kind of came around at a time where like, it was like the coolest thing you could be was this kind of like androgynous. like and not fair- mean and hyper masculine. Pretty, yeah. Like pretty boy that like didn't really have to explain why that was just who he was. Um, And he's actually very interesting in interviews. Like he's even though, even like though he was young, He's like very intelligent and thought out, and like you can tell he's well educated and like knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that stands to him. That's why like people, he is like very charming and interesting in that way. I think. Jill Trevlick, she's a casting director. She said he's an extremely good actor with a great deal of integrity as a performer. He's charismatic and unpredictable, a one-off, um, and basically said that while he didn't get to pick Marvel, like he does make very shrewd choices when it comes to the roles. Um, that he does, like, even though it's impossible to kind of predict how your career um, will go, he just, he kind of, I just, I think it's not necessarily that he knows where his career is going to go, but he knows where he wants it to go yeah. and where he definitively doesn't. Um, And I think he's been very smart in what he's done, even with, like, the recent you know, with Dune and with the French Dispatch and stuff and kind of being associated with those directors as opposed to a Marvel or like a something else, you know? Yeah. Like he, Um, um, what was I going to say? He's been like recast again by the directors he's worked with. So he must be an absolute joy to work with as well. Like that uh, Luca guy, the director of Call Me By Your Name has him in line for something else in the next year or so been casting something else with him Greta Gerwig had him in two of her films 
lady lady what did you you call it lady bug last night which made me laugh but it, it which it, it isn't wrong but like it lady just bug it and small girls he's in he's in the small girls oh, i haven't seen little women i know so bad it's um, not great he's very will... good in lady bird though like he's very just that i've seen it and i can't remember a single of, bit of it like sensitive oh okay sorry i i, I lady bird was good I don't, this is a separate podcast, but in terms of that movie, I thought some of the hype around it was kind of insane. And I think it was just because like Saoirse was in it. And Saoirse is very good. But like, mm. credit to us, when we're in, we're all in and we're all for our own. But like, sometimes I'm like, I kind of went away and I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. But I know other people, it's very impactful or whatever. I do, but he's very good in that role as like, the dickhead lad who's just like, so what's another word for aloof but basically that again where he's just so not there and doesn't care and you know yeah. there one minute on the next like he's very he was just kind of very good at playing the dickhead like when I mm. hadn't really seen him as that before you know yeah sorry let's go back to Interstellar actually before I, we get any more into this oh, um, I can't believe you made me cover this uh, well sorry he grew up in New York his mom's half Russian and half Austrian um, his dad is from France and is a journalist and worked at UNICEF. The, Interstellar was like his first big role, but he was still very young, wasn't he? Yeah, I didn't realize he'd been in Homeland as well. Like Homeland was huge when it, back in the day. Homeland was who has started watching it recently? Was it you? No. no, someone started Homeland recently, and I had to be like, I've never I watched bits and pieces of it never really got into it never really care I can't deal with Claire Danes she is just way too emotive which I know is the point of being an actor but anyway um, someone started recently the, those first couple of series I think seasons one to three are supposed to be class mm. and I remember it was all anyone ever talked about and then it like fell off a cliff in terms of relevance and cultural yeah. impact anyway someone started watching it recently and I had to be like strap yourself in because like it's very good at the start and then I actually don't really know if it goes anywhere to be honest that was like anyway, Lost um, anyway, who was he in, who was he in Homeland yeah we're not talking about Lost who was he in Homeland I don't know I don't know I just saw it on his hang on he did like he had eight episodes or something Um, Homeland he was Finn Walden I don't know who that know. is Finn Walden no I don't know Um, yeah he was in Interstellar um, when he was like virtually unknown it was his second feature film and he starred or co-starred alongside Matthew McConaughey as the younger version of Casey Affleck's character Tom Cooper who was like the son of Matthew McConaughey's Coop or whatever Um, and he said oh, yes in an interview with Emma Stone he was like I went to see it in the cinema and he cried like he like cried the whole way home because it his role wasn't as big as he thought it would be. Oh no! Yeah. Oh. So he's like, uh, when I did Interstellar, I saw that twelve times, twelve times in theaters in IMAX. Christopher Nolan had a screening at Lincoln Square, and he invited just some of the people from the cast, which is surreal because it's a huge IMAX theater. But it was me, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and John Lithgow, and I had uh, I really had no career at this point, so I was just like the little fraud, a little bit in this room. Or I was just like the fraud a little bit in this room. And I saw it and I loved it. But then I went home with my dad and wept for an hour. Emma Stone says, why? And he goes, because I figured my part would be bigger. They didn't even cut anything. I just figured, I don't know. I don't know what I figured. Uh, 
she said, is it just because it felt so big when you were doing it? And he said, uh, he agreed. And then he said, I ha- also, I had this monologue in space that's like me. Um, that's like uh, Matthew McConaughey's. Do you know he's getting those vlogs? Yeah. And it's like him in space. And he's like, I really thought, like, basically he was like, I really thought that scene was about me and that was my monologue. But actually, like, it's all played on Matthew McConaughey's character and how he's like weeping and it's all about him. And he was like, because of course it was like, cause that's the movie. But he said, I'm in the theater and I'm like, and then he made a face. It was all like anguished. Um, so yeah, we he thought his role. We for movie club at some point. We did it. We did it before. No, we didn't. <laughs> we it did was... it. Look it up on the Patreon. Yeah, but that's only because you talked about it for like 10 minutes at the start of I something else. We'll never watch that film again. It's 14 hours long. And it's yeah, in okay. space. You hate space and I hate space. I do hate space. Uh, sorry, have you seen any of the clips from the fucking Mars rover or something or whatever the fuck they sent to Mars? No. And it's just... It vi- and it's just milling along this other planet and like the social media is like ha here I am trundling no. along another day on Mars dead shoot that fucking thing dead I don't want to know I don't want to know I don't want to fucking know anything that's going on I just don't I hate <laughs> yeah, it no. and I think I think one of them I actually don't know if this was real maybe I shouldn't say this but like one photo I saw on social media and it was like there was like blood all over the Mars rover and they don't know why and that's what is the blood on the Mars rover? That's no, I, real. Mars rover. Maybe it isn't Mars rover. Hang on. Here sounds. I feel like that would be bigger news. Perseverance is what it's called. NASA releases incredible audio captured by. I can't be arsed. I don't want to get into this. We're never anyway. doing an episode on space. Don't ask us. It's not a bandwagon. Carry on. Anyway, so he thought Interstellar was going to be his big breakout, but like the year that followed, he got nothing but like unsuccessful auditions. And then I'm pretty sure Call Me By Your Name came along and Along came Call Me By Your Name and a thousand peach memes launched everywhere. Um, He was obviously nominated for his role as um, he was Elio in that, wasn't he? What was the other one? Yeah, he was Elio. I love the name Elio. Elio's nice, yeah. Elio, Elio, Elio. Oh, it just makes me I know obviously it's totally soured with the Army Hammer stuff, but I've said this before. I watched it on the plane back from St. Cain after we were doing the long distance. And I just bald. screamed crying on the plane. And there was a man sitting next to me, but he'd mo- he'd, he moved for whatever reason kind of early on in the flight. And I'd say he was so glad because I was miserable. But even I watched it recently in my Glass 7 house with um, Rihanna. And she was staying over for... Or no, this actually might have been when she just moved in for a few months. And... I started screaming, crying then as well. And she thought it was the fucking funniest thing ever that I was actually just yeah. weeping at this movie. I don't get it, but... It's know. so... I just... Lost on me. He was nominated. Um, his performance was praised as very emotionally intelligent. Um, and it is really what, like, truly, truly launched him. Um, yeah. He obviously started alongside Army Hammer. Um... And as you said, it was Shia LaBeouf and Greta Scacchi were reportedly set to be cast in the film. This was in 2015. Um, then 2016 came, other things happened. They were no longer involved in the project. They got Army in after he was in The Social Network. Um, and then someone introduced your man, the director, Guadagnino. I'm not Luca. pronouncing that right, didn't it? Yeah. 
um, he was introduced um, to Chalamet and he said he immediately felt that he had the ambition, the intelligence, the sensitivity, the naivety and the artistry to play Elio. Sorry, we're describing this as if you've watched it and if we're assuming you have, but like it's basically like essentially a gay love story. Um, mm. But that's kind of, to put it very simply, it's um, based off a novel of the same name by Andre Asaman. Um, and it's basically like this 17-year-old who... Timothy played falls in love with this graduate student who comes to assist his father while they're away on this archaeology thing. Um, I just think he's so he's so good in it. I just think he brings. I think if you anytime you talk about Timothy and who he is as an actor, and that I think the the words, the kind of the sensitivity and stuff are banded around in that vulnerability. But this is just the best example of it. I think. Yeah. Um, he already spoke French fluently and had played piano and guitar for years. So that obviously helped for the role. Um, but then to prepare further, he had got daily lessons in Italian. He worked out three times a week, which actually it wasn't that much, I suppose. It's like standard fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, and it just brought him everywhere they both signed contracts him and hammer prohibiting the film from showing them a full frontal nudity so there you go um yeah it just brought him everywhere there's talk of a sequel um yeah so but i'm not sure find me obviously yeah i think it's the same director yeah as you mentioned um he's elio again he's elio again um your man he said at film festivals he said it doesn't happen so the events of the second movie don't happen uh or no sorry this was army hammer that said this pre him because i would assume he's not involved with this project anymore i doubt it um but basically chronologically in the storyline film two doesn't happen like straight after film one there's kind of a gap um but your man has basically said that he definitely wants uh timothy back as uh elio and it, I, so there's like an epilogue at the end of the first book where they encounter each other over the years. So he, Elio's like visiting Oliver, who's now married and his kids. Um, and then like when Elio's father dies, Oliver comes back to Italy, I think. Um, and they had, your man who wrote the book had been working with your man on the, like the, what's it called? The plot or whatever, the writing. But <laughs> there's no... um. There's no, there's nothing confirmed basically, but it's looking like, as you said, it's based on Find Me. It's going to feature stuff about the AIDS crisis, the Gulf War, Berlusconi's rise in Italy. Um, he's said previously that they'll need five films to tell it fully. But we'll see. I don't know. So Lady Bird was Greta Gerwig's debut feature as a solo writer and director. And um, we've already talked about our... Slightly differing opinions on it. Sorry, what way did you leave it that you liked? You liked Lady Bird? No. I've seen Lady Bird and I can't remember can't it. I can't remember so. it. Okay. So clearly it can't have been that, that good. No. Yeah. I think it was fine um, in the moment. It, it follows Saoirse Ronan. She's in her final year at her Catholic school. Uh, it's like very coming of age. Yeah. Um, And Timothy's in it, as we mentioned, and he's like kind of... Not a direct opposite to the Call Me By Your Name character, but I suppose another side to that in the sense that, like, Elio was just this, not perfect, but maybe this 
boy fronting with all things masculinity and kind of putting on this show when actually he was like quite vulnerable and sensitive and only showed it in certain scenarios and with certain people. Um, and then you would obviously Kyle, who he plays in Lady Bird, um, and Searsha's obsessed with him because he's like floppy hair and plays guitar and Yeah, um, I saw all myself in that movie actually. Wants to have sex with her and you know, and she views sex as something totally different to him and blah blah blah. And in the end she kind of she ditches him and she goes away and she goes to prom and has a great time and it's all very triumphant. Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, sorry again. Yeah, just go watch it. Um, were they dating? Did they date around this movie? I don't think were there rumours around that? There were definitely rumours. I don't think they've ever actually dated. I think there's only ever been rumours. I think they are very, very good friends. Like even in that interview I listened to earlier, he was like, oh yeah, well, Searsha always said this. Like, and it's, I do think they're just like best mates. There was, Greta Gerwig was trying to set them up, I think, because she's put them in Lady Bird and Little Women. And she was asked in like the Vogue 73 questions um, if she's trying to get them to to date or whatever. And she was like, who wouldn't want them to date? They're so good looking. So I don't know. But uh, there's been nothing confirmed. Interesting. Very interesting. Who was he? Because he was with Lily Rose Depp. So he was with, let me take you way back. So Let's he was go with, way back. Is it Lords Lords Leon or Lordes Leon? Lords Leon. Lords Leon, age 17. In 2013, he was linked to Madonna's daughter, Lords, who he reportedly met while attending LaGuardia High School in New York City. Um, he, he was coy, quite coy about their short-lived romance in the 2017 interview. Uh, but he did reveal that he talked to Lords about his role in Call Me By Your Name. He said, she hasn't seen it yet, but she's excited to. This is Andy Cohen. Uh, she teases me about the public appearances. The movie itself is very, she's very excited about it and the reception it's been getting is only a great thing. Um, and in April 2021, Lords publicly addressed their romance for the first time too. She said, I respect him a lot. We were a little item, my first boyfriend. Which is kind of cute. That is cute. Lords is just so divine. She, she looks did. like Madonna. She's Madonna's biological daughter, isn't she? Yeah, she did this interview with Debbie Mazar, who is like obviously one of Madonna's like best best friends. Um, I don't know what it was for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up, but like there, uh, was it maybe for Vanity Fair or interview? Anyway, she just she is fucking star. She is just like she's gonna be the next like ish person I think in terms of fashion and yeah is she a model or an actress um I don't or is she just like a a socialite like I socialite is an unfair description I think but yeah I don't really actually know what her job is like she's nepotism she does whatever she wants yeah that's socialism socialite not socialism Socialism. (laughs) (laughs) so then he was with Lily Rose death from October 2018 to April 2020 um they worked on Netflix's The King together. They were spotted kissing in New York around the same time and a source told Us Weekly they are pretty playful and flirty with each other. Uh, a year later in September 2019 they were photographed at the film's premiere at Venice Film Festival as well as on a boat in Capri enjoying that steamy kiss. Oh my God, yeah, those photos are like 
they're not bad, but it's just like it, it's so intense. And to be that famous, I don't know. Like it's just you would be a bit mort. And they're so young. Let me look it up. Yeah, they're so young and like this is like he's still very much like riding the high of this popularity thing that he's on of being the internet's boyfriend. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's, it's also it's just like so explicitly like, horny and I'm like, That yes. is like a teenage kiss, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But it's just, it's annoying that like the world had to see it, you know what I mean? And that's not their fault, but it's just like, imagine you're just trying to be horny and like have fun and like, uh, have a get a big proper big smooch off someone and it's like I can't even enjoy this in semi privacy yeah. because of because I want to be an actor you know what I mean like that's the thing yeah. they're the things I don't think you consider when you start you have to really love your craft to be able to be to put up with this bullshit is what I'm saying mm. so they split um in April 2020 and he had appeared in the May 2020 issue of British Vogue and said his relationship status was single um but like, I think they're back together now. Okay. Anyway, there was some Eliza Gonzalez in between. Um, he was seen like kissing and stroking her hair, and while like where they were swimming, like in like summer twenty twenty, but like by October that was all off. And then March twenty twenty one, apparently that like Lily Rose Depp and him are back together, and they're they're like spotted in New York all the time together. Mm-hmm. So who knows. Dazed did a good piece on like the the concept of an internet boyfriend and why we're kind of obsessed with making people like famous men are everyone's boyfriend. Um, the term is that because real men are trash. Maybe, yeah. I think that's a good. We wonder if if, if this is what it gets into, but yeah, I would say there's definitely an element of that. Um, so according to Urban Dictionary, the term has been circulating since 2005 and was born out of the MSN era. Uh, and it kind of like, basically, since Call Me By Your Name, uh, he, this hashtag, Internet Boyfriend, like, it, he kind of kicked off it being a trend on social media, like a hashtag. Um, mm. It's kind of, it's obviously spawned everything like in terms of conversation and there's a, a book called Shalomania which the blurb describes as a chic love letter to the shaggy haired angelic cheekboned heartthrob um but it's like obviously it's not just him like I do wonder what all these people have in common when you look at the, this is just a list from days like there's so many other examples but like we've said it before like Noah Centineo mm. uh Keanu Reeves what I think I don't think for us I don't think it's like our echo chamber or our what's the generation word? no what's the word when it's like your space on the internet our you know corner I mean? like, of the internet yeah yeah, yeah that it's but i i've seen it for other people and i'm happy for them like they have rami malik on this as well and i'm like is rami malik's is rami malik anyone's boyfriend Bar Lucy that was his i robot thing wasn't it uh mr robot mr robot yeah um Donald Glover, yes. Riz Ahmed, again. Yeah. Again, is that only because he was fixing his wife on the red, or his wife was fixing him on the red carpet, or he was fixing his wife? I don't know. What do they all is that have a euphemism? Driving? No, not a euphemism. <laughs> uh, they just they come across as nice guys. I don't know. 
they spoke to this psychiatrist for this piece, Dr. Ronan McAvore, and he said, I think it's probably driven in large part by the internet and the imagery that we see. Women are not necessarily being drawn to macho men. They want something more from their celebrity crushes. Someone with intelligence, character, perhaps slightly eccentric. Mm. He kind of embodies that in a way. Yeah. I would say like so. Like if you if you compare, it's really interesting to compare to like the the standard naughty's heartthrobs when you have the likes of Brad Pitt, you know, Leo DiCap, George Clooney. But they're all just very pretty men, are they not? They are, but I suppose if you consider now, I would say it's just the way media talked about these men as well. At the same time, like they mm. could, they're all we're all nuanced in our own way. The media presents them in a way where it was like, Brad, he's so hot. Wow. Yeah. Strong man. Like where it's never like where if you compare to how even the people, like the people who are obsessed with Timothy are like, oh, nice, soft boy. Oh, gentle. Look at him. And now obviously that's down to a lot of the performances he's done as well. You can look a lot of what Brad's done. And I think there's, for some parts of the medium, for some people, I think people find it hard actually to separate the actor from the roles they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think if you even compare it to the way we talk about them, they are, obviously, they are all just conventionally nice, good-looking, for the most part, white men. You know what I mean? They're all straight-sized. Yeah. It's just, it's very interesting to see that. And it's, it's, Horrible to kind of think that it's like, oh yeah, women want more from their men now. But also, men can like men, just if I just don't know if anyone knew that. But it like, it's like men, women want more from their Hollywood men and their crushes now. They need to be like intelligent and like soft and nice. And it's like, sensitive. Who's to say that all of the men that we didn't, that I didn't just mention from the naughties weren't all those things, but you just chose to see them as, you know, like covers of books, like literally. Yeah. Judging books by covers or whatever. Um, yeah. It's interesting. About- S- oh, sorry, I was just going to say, someone else, there was this, this stylist in London who said another reason why maybe Timothy is so attractive to people is that he, because he's not as like hyper-masculine or like in the, in the, you know, like macho, like super buff, whatever, there's an attainability, obtainability thing. The people yeah. actually think it's tangible to be with him. I yeah. don't know. What were you saying? Like that's the same as Tom Holland as well. It's like the relatability kind of goofy, like I know this boy. Like normal. And then at the same yeah. time, it's like they're not like normal looking, yes. But the, but then it's like, what is normal looking, you know? Yeah. If Tom I think Holland about it too hard, like, I think my brain will explode. Tom, Tom Holland is hot though. And Tom Holland is it's like, crush. Tom Holland is divine. I love mm. him and Zendaya. I'm a big fan. We were between whether we would do Zendaya for this episode, just FYI, but we're going to wait till another time. We should do a double she's, whammy on the two of them. She's clearly not going anywhere. Zendaya can get her own episode in her own right, excuse you. Yeah, that's also, true. Also, that'll be a nightmare when, they break, when or if they break up. Um, she's doing it for tall girls everywhere, for tall girls and short boyfriends everywhere. Yeah. Um, it could also be because he's a fashion icon with his hair, jawline and androgynous looks. Highlighted as his trademarks. Vogue named him most influential man in 2019 and credits him for continuing continuing to ply the boundary between traditional masculinity and femininity, writing those fashion choices are all the more impressive considering that Chalamet styles himself. Um, okay. Okay. Actually, I'll wait until you finish and then I'll... I'll my in 2020, GQ ranked him as the best dressed man in the world. 
Chalamet served as one of the co-chairs of the 2021 Met Gala alongside Billie Eilish and Naomi Osaka and Amanda Gorman. The event was part of the Costume Institute's exhibit in America, A Lexicon of Fashion. And in September 2021, he became a brand ambassador for Cartier. Is he a fashion icon or is he a white skinny man wearing a harness? I'll put that to you. I, now, harness. one thing, do you remember he wore, remember the Louis Vuitton harness he wore to, let me bring it up, it was 2019, I don't know what the event was, the Golden Globes, I'll send a photo and chat, hang on, um, looks divine, looks absolutely divine, I think it is impressive that he styles himself because I think oh, yeah. he styles himself well, I think yeah. when you start, I think oh, it's so hard because I I do agree with that he is kind of braver in his fashion choices and definitely straddles a line between like feminine, masculine, more so than the stars that I've, again, already previously named from the noughties. But I don't necessarily think he's breaking No, a lot of new... He's not Billy Porter, like. Yeah. I, I just, I think people give him a lot of credit and I'm like, you can say he's stylish without absolutely falling over yourself. In the same but way that like, the best people do in the world. Styles, yeah. You know, like it's yeah, just, yeah. Harry Styles dresses very well. I do also think, I don't want to say it's an act with Harry. I don't think this is for Timothy, especially because he styles himself. But I think with Harry, I think it's a part of the what he's selling, which is himself as this internet boyfriend I'm really sensitive. I care about you. I'm listening to you. I have a deep appreciation for fashion, which is something you're probably interested in as well because you're a teenage girl or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I just, you know what I mean? Like a harness is a harness. He looks incredible. A harness is a harness. A floral suit is a floral suit. I think he's, yeah. I think you can say he's stylish, which he is. Yeah. I do think he's very stylish. Um, I actually think as, as he's gotten older and like the, I do think the looks have kind of, I think he is getting more experimental to a point where I think we can be like, oh yeah, class, no, you are actually doing that. But like, I still don't think he's like, he's it's, he's not reinventing the wheel, you know? No, no, I agree. I think they and take it too far with these th- young straight white, ma- straight, but straight I think, white males. But I also think it's easy for him because it's like, he's, it's easy now because he, he gets praised for it. Whereas before you would have had people like Billy Porter and like other people, and let's be honest, which are mainly like LGBTQ actors or whatever, who would have been pushing the boat out fashion wise, and they would have been criticized for it. And they would have ended up on the worst dress list because it's not, you know, yeah. we've gone so far from, oh, he's, he's not wearing a suit. Weird. What a weirdo to like, there's an appetite now for if, if it's just a man in a suit, it's like, but like, yeah you know it's so in that sense i don't think timothy can win but i do think he's incredibly stylish um and i say good for him and he and in fairness when it comes to red carpets he is one of those people where i'm like i am genuinely interested in what you're gonna wear what you're gonna wear yeah you know um so good for timmy um he's in dune which is i think out now which is like a sci-fi i mentioned at the start i think there's a a second based on a book um, the movie is directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Um, the book is by Frank Herbert of the same name from 1965. Um, it's the second film adaptation. David Lynch did one in 1984. It did not go down well. It's set in the far future. Follows Paul 
Atreides. I'm gonna I can't believe in the wrong. far future people are still named Paul. Yeah, come on, guys. Come on, have we not no evolved? Offense. No offence to any Paul. No. <laughs> um, basically, him and his family, the noble house Atreides, are thrust into a war for the dangerous desert planet Arrakis between the native Fremen people and the enemy invaders, the house Harkonnen. Um, so it's him, Zendaya, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Chang Chen, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. Very stacked cast. The reviews I'm seeing of this are very split. I don't think that's based on Timothy's performance. Myrna O'Connell saw it recently. I trust her on things. She said it looked incredible, like stylistically, very visually appealing. Yeah. She said it, it felt very long and she didn't really get it. Or sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Not that she didn't get it, but she kind of felt like she was waiting for something to happen the whole time. And then kind of nothing happened. I don't I don't think we're actually fair to give opinions on this because we haven't read the book and no, I'm not sure I plan on seeing this movie, to be honest. It is such a cult following. I th- again, I think it's like a good move for him, even if this does flop. I'm doing inverted commas. And I don't think it necessarily will flop because of the following that I just mentioned. Um, but most importantly, um, and to finish up, we need to talk about Wonka, which I hate. Why are you interested in this? So this is uh, the origin story of Willy Wonka. It's going to be a musical and it's coming out next year. It's Why are you interested? Or it's not necessarily going to be a musical, but he fully sings in it. There are, it's, there's going Come to be singing in it. Me. Oh my God. What a buzz. I don't know. I just think it's fucking weird and I'm into it. He see, he's like, I can see it already. Like I can see it in my head and I'm, I'm curious. I think the, like, I had no interest in the fucking Johnny Depp era of Willy Wonka. Um, give me Gene, Gene, what's his name? Gene Wilder. I've never Gene seen Wilder. that one. Give me Gene, you've never seen Gene Wilder? Yeah, well, uh, that's I'd, the I'd, only one you should have seen. Yeah, I need to watch it, yeah. Uh, give me that or give me nothing. I'm interested in this though. Um, this was why. first reported by Deadline back in May, but it's only kind of been recently confirmed and then Timothy shared a photo on set of him as Wonka. Um, it's based on characters created by Roald Dahl, obviously, but it's focused on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. It'll mark the first time Chalamet gets to show off his singing and dancing skills with several musical numbers set to appear in the film. He's been the cho- oh top God. choice for some time, but scheduling was a hurdle that had to be overcome as training for those numbers is included in the prep for this film. Paul King will direct from the screenplay he wrote with Simon uh, Farnaby. Um, it's the people who did... What the fuck is it called? Paddington. So that's kind of giving people hope. And then also you've like Rowan Atkinson, Olivia Coleman, a, go- a-, a couple of other good names in the cast. But I'm just like... You know the way we talked about him not doing Marvel and that was probably a good Paul- call. Paul on the yeah. brain. And then you see something like mm-hmm. this and I'm like, why the fuck did he want to do this? Do you know? Because maybe he's like, he's doing the serious stuff now. Maybe he's like, let, let me show, show my singing and dancing. Because he can do that as well. I fully believe it. I know, but I'm just like, was, is this the right film to do this? It doesn't matter mm. what I say because people are going to go see this out of morbid curiosity. He is such a big fan base. He's probably going to be such a fucked up character it. as well. It's probably going to be weird. Wonka is a fucked up fuck. character and this movie is essentially based on slavery. Like it's about, is it's going to be about how he got the Oompa Loompas, you know? Like, how do you know? But how, like, how uh, no, it's about it. Is it not going to be about him as a child, like, or an, a young adult? Yeah, but then it, all, it ha- but it has to lead up to how the fuck did he get all these people in this factory that he's locking in there to make chocolate? I think you're I don't know, okay. it just, I think it that's goes, a massive leap. It goes back to my point that it's like, 
I think it's a massive leap to say this is going to be all about slavery. I don't think it's going to be all about slavery, but that is essentially, that is a big part of Willy Wonka and the Chalk Factory that I think people don't really no, want to pay attention to. Go watch to. It. I think you need to go watch the original. I know the story of Willy Wonka and the no, Chocolate Factory. I think Factory, you need like. to watch, watch the original. Not the Johnny Depp one. Burn those. I never, ever watching that again. Um, I haven't watched it in a very long time and I don't plan on watching it ever again. Um, I don't know. I do, This is just one of those things where I'm like, this didn't need an origin story. But anyway, coming in 2022. Pra- yeah. I thought it was going to be on Netflix because Netflix is brought the to all of... Oh, is it 2023? Yeah, it's fucking ages away. It's March 23, I think. Man, why do I think it was next year? In fairness, actually, that makes sense. Um, we, we didn't get to this, but The Guardian have an article that's... The headline is, Timothy Chalamet's Wonka. Is it so wrong to find him scrumdiddly um- umptious? So if yes. you want to maybe go read that. Yes, can, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. And I, but I think it's around the whole idea of why we're trying to make Willy Wonka sexy. I digress. Yes. Timothy Chalamet. Um, an exciting actor. I look forward to seeing him in other things. He's going to be around for the long haul. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell us our, if there are any deep cuts that we missed. Do we need to go back and watch? Let us know. Um, in the meantime, breed mini bandwagons. You know what, Fanula, I meant to run this past you at the start, but I'm going to forego mini bandwagons this week because we're recording in so far in advance. Okay. But because we are two weeks away from the live shows, I want to do a call out instead. Um, okay. Because we want to incorporate some listener stories into the live shows, maybe, if we get some good ones. Um, so if you have a funny dating story, embarrassing, like a horrific housemate story, anything that we've kind of covered before, or maybe stuff that we haven't that you think might give us a laugh, uh, email them to us and we might read them out at one of the shows. If you want it to be the show you're at, maybe just mention that in the email. Um, and we'll just see. No guarantees because they might all be crap. But it's uh, hard Or to anything if you want to like embarrass a friend. Yeah, yeah. Not in a yeah, mean, way, a, not, not in a mean way. In a we'll keep it a hundred percent anonymous. But if you're coming with a friend and you know there's like a story that like is so embarrassing about them, and you want us to read it out, we can do that. And that they'll know like but immediately, we, obviously. Yeah. No, but we won't name and shame or make stand up or anything because that's mean. But I think that'd yeah. be funny. Yeah. So send them to bandwagonspodcast at gmail dot com, or you can submit them through the contact form on the website. Um, we'll keep it anonymous whether you put your name on it or not. Um, so don't worry yeah. about that moi. Um, thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons this week come over to the Patreon we just did a big recap or like our first recap of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion we have some thoughts we have some feelings don't we always um, tickets for the live show are on sale as Breed mentioned bandwagonspodcast.com you can buy them there please come see us it's going to be such a laugh we're Bandwagons Podcast everywhere on social media if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love a nice review. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow us to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. I'm Fanula. I'm Breed. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>